0: All right. Good morning, and welcome to the live exchange with Dr. Pamela. I am here with a special guest this morning, Jennifer Glaze.
1: Good morning. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. This uh, rain is like off and on and on and off. Right. And I'm right.
1: Like, I just brought a little sunshine in. I love everybody. it. <laughs> Thank Absolutely you. Love it.
0: And we have over here in the hiding in the corner over here, we have Maceo Glaze, Emmanuel Glaze. Sorry. Okay. You know what? I just tagged Maceo instead of Emmanuel. See how you do? Oh, man. Well, Maceo is a part of this, whether he likes it or not. See? So I didn't even sound right, Maceo Glaze. I don't (laughs) even know how that came out
2: of my mouth. We don't need to give him no more credit. (laughs) He'll be calling in, taking the credit on
0: this. (laughs) So, Emmanuel Glaze is here in the corner, too. But we are really focusing in on his wife. On... (laughs)
2: I know no video.
0: Jennifer Glaze. Today we are talking about when Sex in the City ain't pretty. Mm. It ain't always pretty, (laughs) Mm -mm. and uh, so (laughs) so we're going to be looking at um, HIV epidemic um, in Atlanta. I decided to throw in a little sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you also specialize in drug addiction. Yes. Um, and so we're going to talk about all of that stuff today. Okay. Right. And um, and when love goes wrong, it don't always go right. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so stay with us. We've got a lot for you today. A lot of great information. A lot of could be scary information. But if you're armed with the information, right. you're going to know what to do and so we want to make sure that you are armed with the right information that it's not just rumor that it's fact um and so stay with us give us a call 678-613-5857 we got a great show for you we see you over there on facebook thanks for joining us and we'll be back
3: great leaders aren't born They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to AcademyOfCreativeCoaching.com. All
0: right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I have here with me Jennifer Glaze. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. very good. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? And why this topic is is of interest
1: to you? Well, currently, I serve as a program coordinator for a local um, HIV program in the city. Our um, target population is heterosexual African-Americans with a substance abuse disorder. Okay. So, we um, do testing, walk-in testing, and we do community events, and um, we educate people about HIV, what it is. We try to uh, diminish the, the stigma and the rumor and the innuendo behind it and really give true factual information. We arm, try to arm people with information to make educated decisions about their sexual health. Okay. So um, in a nutshell, that's what we do.
0: Okay so I, I hear you say that it's um, you primarily focus on heterosexual males. We
1: we heterosexual um, African American men and women. Men and um, women. There's okay. a lot of programs out in the community that Focus on the homosexual community, particularly what we now call MSM or men who have sex with men. Interesting. So, um, I've heard that term yeah, before. Yeah, okay. there are a lot. I'll probably throw out a few more acronyms okay. Okay. <laughs> that aren't <laughs> common knowledge, but that's don't too much say um, homosexual men. We say MSM, okay. and I'll get into a little bit more about why. But um, there are a lot of programs for that population. So this program targets the heterosexual community because many times. Heterosexuals don't feel that HIV is a problem that they need to be concerned with, but the reality is, if you're having sex and if you're having particularly unprotected sex, and you're having it with somebody who's HIV positive, then yes, there is chance for the transmission of the virus. So we're trying—that's a myth that we're trying to diminish.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow. That's that's really interesting. I'm really looking forward to hearing some of this terminology. I teach a lot um, with regards to um, race relations. um, Okay. um, Um, social justice issues and so a lot of these different topics and labels come Mm -hmm. up in the Mm -hmm. process. So I'm teaching a um, diversity class next week and I can't wait to use some of these new terms that you're going to be Uh imparting (laughs) (laughs) with my class. But no, you're right. I mean, there are a lot of misconceptions about HIV. I think that after... Um, you know the Magic Johnson era,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: to speak, past. Mm-hmm. We kind of forgot about it. Like, oh ah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, well, right, he's still
1: alive, though, so, right? And yeah, <laughs> and and but that's to to your point. In the early eighties, a lot of people who would come out and say I'm HIV positive within a couple of months, they were deceased. Yeah. So then in the nineties, you have Magic Johnson, this big robust guy, and he says I'm HIV positive, and he's Looks like he's thriving and living better now yeah. than, than he was, <laughs> back he was then. before, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that did feed a lot of misconceptions and myth, and oh, there must be a cure and magic bought the cure. And mm-hmm. uh, I've heard when I go out on these events, I've heard all kinds of things about it, but there is no cure for HIV. Mm-hmm. The medications that are being offered now are so much better than they were back in the eighties and the nineties. They're mm-hmm. called antiretroviral medications. You may get three different medications in one pill. So okay. back Back in the day where people would say they'd have a whole truckload of pills. That doesn't that's not so much the, the norm now. Typically you can take one pill a day of an antiretroviral meds. You may have other things that you have to take with it, but regarding mm-hmm. your HIV virus, they've they've really done wonderful things with the medications.
0: Okay. Well gosh, we have a lot to learn today. Um, but, but before we do that, before we learn more, we're gonna do some trending topics. <laughs> <I'm really laughs> lack of diversity. <laughs> Michael Glass
3: trending topics. <laughs>
0: All right, so we all are familiar with Roots, the Roots the movie, Alex yes. Haley. And I was um, 12 years old, 11 years old, maybe, when I spent a summer in Alabama reading that book. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but there is a remake um, in the works. And they're going to do a mini-series. And um, there are many unexpected historical details that are put in, um, on screen in Roots. And this will air four nights, over four nights starting on Memorial Day. So it's coming up. And it will simulcast on the History, Lifetime, and A&E channels with a sprawling cast that includes Lawrence Fishburne, Forrest Whitaker... Anika Noni Rose, Anna Paquin, the rapper T.I., like we have to say the rapper, we know who T.I. is, and the English newcomer Malachi Kirby as Kunta Kinte, the central character. So, that'll be interesting. Have you guys, have you seen the, uh, the, uh, original Roots?
2: Uh, but I, imagine me this. <laughs> what are they basing this new series off of? Is it something that they didn't, was in the book they didn't see? Or, I mean, they just...
0: Somebody probably capitalized on an opportunity to make some more money. I'm just
2: sitting here like, you know, anyway, <laughs> able to uh, put in every black actor that ain't working for the last three years in the movie. That so.
0: might have been it. Too. <laughs> you know, it was like, hey, let's do this again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and we give y'all a discount. So yeah, it's just interesting, i say the least.
1: What do you think, Jennifer? Um Maybe something new for the new, new generation. I mean, I do think our kids coming up need to, they need that part of their education. And I don't know that they're necessarily getting it at schools and i I don't think it'll be a bad thing,
0: yeah, before. I mean maybe and maybe and, and
1: we'll tie down our two children and make them <laughs> make them watch make it, them watch <laughs> it. They, they need that part of their education.
0: Well, this new revival aims to deliver a visceral punch to the past mm-hmm. um, of the past to a younger demographic, just mm-hmm. like you said, so Jennifer hit it on the head, um, consumed anew by questions of race, inequality, and heritage. you know this new generation of millennials have a very different take on race mm-hmm. um, relations than we did. Um, Than we do, and um, the hope is to recontextualize roots for the Black Lives Matter era. Mm. So interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Check it out. Yes. So, so that is um, that is our trending topics, and uh, you know, what is it again?
2: Memorial Day week.
0: Memorial. Yes. The uh, let me look at that again. It is starting Memorial Day, and then over the next four nights. Okay. So, yeah, put that on your calendar. Make sure you Yes, um, it'd be an interesting discussion piece. Maybe we'll have a show. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that might be an interesting show. To <laughs> what do you think, man? Here they go again with that it stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so, one of the things that he has. Um, kind of triggered this whole discussion about HIV Mm -hmm. is the the report that was done on, what was the station? Mm, Um, I think WSB. WSB, and Mm -hmm. they talked about how
1: um, Atlanta is the largest HIV... Yeah, they called it the epicenter of the HIV epidemic, particularly in the southeast region. I believe that's how they termed it. Wow. Um, And it is true. And they also mentioned that... Okay, this is what the quote really said. (laughs) The quote said, if trends continue as they are, then one in 51 people in Atlanta will be HIV positive. So they're not saying that it's currently there. They are not. What's happening, though, is and see, and that's what happens. You know, they flashed on the screen one in 51. (laughs) So we've seen a surge of people come in to be tested and all of them are referencing that one in 51. Right. So they didn't. People didn't quite understand or didn't really listen to what, what the, um, I don't know, the narrator, I believe it was a doctor, a CDC doctor that they spoke with. Okay. They weren't exactly listening to what he was saying, but then at the same time, I'm kind of glad they didn't, because it's allowed us to test more people, mm-hmm. educate more people, and bring more awareness to the virus. So, so
0: more people have been coming forward
1: to get tested. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll say out, out of every 10 people who shows up who show up at our, our um, site, nine of them are referencing that one in 51. Are okay. reference. I was yeah. gonna say I, for some reason I thought you were gonna say nine
0: of them are positive. No, <laughs> I was like, oh god, <laughs> that's how rumors get started. No, I know. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, but how? So, what is going on in Atlanta that is? I mean, I'm sure what's going on in Atlanta is probably going on in other places, but what's mm-hmm. going on in Atlanta at such an, a level that's causing the rates of HIV? Um, to be hired is that determined do, do we know that
1: there there is a lot of sexual activity um and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that play into it there's a lot of travel into this site a lot of people travel in Atlanta travel out of Atlanta a lot of people um there is a lot of as i said um MSM or what people may consider the gay population or the, uh-huh. the Male, the black men in particular are at a super high risk of contracting um, HIV. There was an earlier report that said, again, if rates continue, one in two uh, black men who have sex with men or black gay men will be HIV positive. So the African-American community, in fact, is um, the – Unfortunately, we are most represented with um, living with HIV. So despite despite your um, sexual orientation, despite whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We are the group that is being most impacted by the virus. Okay. So the million-dollar question is why? <laughs> then why? Why? There are a lot of reasons why. Uh-huh. Um, one reason is because we don't have a lot of venues to have conversations like this. Okay. We've stopped having the conversation about HIV. Um like we mentioned with um Magic Johnson, there was some talk then and then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. Um with we We're like we, he's okay, so Right. Right. So it must Can't be, be that it bad. right must be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um we we haven't had the conversations. Also, I have to always reference um medical care. Mm-hmm. We have a problem with medical care in the Southeast region. Um, the Affordable Care Act or Medicaid expansion, I guess I should really call it, has not occurred down here, which has kept a lot of people out of the loop medically. People aren't able to get their um, traditional testing. And then always probably the biggest issue more than anything is just stigma. Mm-hmm. It's just the, um, the negative connotation when you say HIV. When I go to events in the community and I say, would you like an HIV test? I have people who just just cringe. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. Listen, I'm yeah. not giving you HIV. Right. I'm trying to <laughs> see if you have that in your body. Yeah, and, and even just just educate you about that. Well, that's
0: interesting because if if one were to, they're more concerned about getting tested tested for it than somebody possibly giving it to them. Right so, now, when it's but, time
1: to yeah become intimate, that's not a that's, that's not, not a question and there really then. what we need to be doing is having those conversations on the front end yeah. not the back end
0: okay well we've got so much to cover I've got like 20 questions based on what you just said so <laughs> oh, <good. Okay. laughs> stay with us if you have questions um, put those on Facebook and uh, or give us a call 678-613-5857 you're watching and listening to The Live Exchange
4: I am an American soldier I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army
5: values.
6: I will always place this first. I will never accept defeat.
5: I will never accept defeat.
7: I will never
3: quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined.
8: I am disciplined. Physically and mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills.
9: I am an expert and I am a professional.
1: I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the, the enemies
9: of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier.
4: I am an American soldier.
9: I am an American soldier. I am strong. They're strong. And there's Army Strong. See what it takes at GoArmy.com.
3: Leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com.
8: Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life next year. I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second.
5: JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain, it's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at a real gym. For more info, go to Facebook.com forward slash jeansbodytech. <laughs>
7: Hey parents, finding it hard to communicate with kids in today's world of ever-changing slang? Hi son. Excuse me? Introducing the Communicizer. Just strap non-toxic Communicizer to your mouth and go from boring old man speak Oh, you know, I'm here if you want to talk. To 100% off the chain. Text me whenever, yo. It's that easy. Thanks to Communicizer,
9: I'm relevant to my kids again.
7: I mean, i fly, boo. And now when you buy Communicizer, you get the auto-tune attachment free. Sounds so hip-hop, your kids will want to talk to you for hours. I used to have to walk three miles uphill to school every morning short day. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. Communicizer is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection, they need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUsKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council.
5: In the interest of science.
4: Science. 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 Science, 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 science. science. All right,
0: welcome back to the Live Exchange. Um, you know, we've always got to talk about the science. We've always got to talk about the research because... And I appreciate research. <laughs> so um, looking at HIV in the South, and, and this may be some information that you you may already know, Jennifer, and you could mm-hmm. just chime in whenever. But um, the impact of HIV in the South varies by race. Mm-hmm. As you just said, African-Americans are severely affected by HIV in the South, um, accounting for 54% of new HIV diagnoses. In, this was in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, black, gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with other in- in men... MSN Mm -hmm. is here, (laughs) um, face an especially heavy burden, according to 59% of all HIV diagnoses among African-Americans in the South. I'm going to come back to that one because I have a question about that. Um, Of all black MSN, that's, again, men having sex with men, diagnosed with HIV nationally in 2014, more than 60% of those were living in the South. And then number four, black women face an equally disproportionate burden of the disease accounting for 69 percent of all hiv diagnosis among women in the south mm-hmm. very interesting very scary yes. um question mm-hmm. why is it you know because i know that in a lot of the conversations that i've had a lot of the circles that i interact with um have said that hiv has been used as a way to shame um you know, the LGBT population, um, particularly men who have sex with men. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I had, uh, you know, a lot of times just kind of been told, you know, that's not necessarily a bigger issue. It's just that there's a stigma with, with men having sex with men. My question is, you know, what is it about man on man that makes it more likely for it to, you know, to transmit transmit the virus? Yes.
1: Okay. So, let's get into it (laughs) HIV there are basically three types of ways to have sex anal sex vaginal sex and oral sex anal sex is the way to transmit the virus at a a higher rate primarily because let me back up a little I'm sorry there are only certain certain bodily fluids that will transmit the virus those bodily fluids are blood semen breast milk Hmm. vaginal fluids and anal fluids, and then also something that they call pre-seminal fluids, which is essentially b- before a man actually ejaculates, there still produces a fluid, and, and the virus is located there. Okay. Okay, so let's look at anal sex. When you have anal sex, you typically have blood, you can have blood present, you will have semen present, and you will have anal secretions. Okay. So those are three viruses, Though I'm sorry, three fluids that carry the virus. So that is why that is the more likely way to transmit the virus okay all right if we go to um vaginal sex you're typically going to have um semen vaginal fluids sometimes some blood but not typical so that's only two okay and then if we have oral sex oral sex is the Least likely way to transmit the virus. It is possible. You kind of have to have what I call a perfect storm for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But it, there are documented cases. There are few, but documented cases where that has occurred. How do
0: they isolate exactly what
1: what bodily caused
0: fluid? or what caused
1: the transmission of the? Because I mean, well, when you when you um, whenever we test somebody, you have to also do a risk assessment. So you okay. kind of you talk to them about their behaviors, their sexual behaviors, um how often they use condoms, if at all, how often they have protected sex, unprotected sex, who do they have sex with, and then we, we get into other behaviors, like we get into drug abuse, mm-hmm. we get into, um, I'm trying to think, <laughs> sex with men who have sex with men, um, trading sex for, for um for livelihood, sometimes for survival sex. Sometimes you have to have sex with someone just to have a roof over your head, clothes Mm -hmm. on your back. Um, So we get into all of those things. So when we do that risk assessment, we're able to narrow down and determine, okay, this is more likely, if you're HIV positive, this is probably the way you transmit, you got the virus. Or if somebody is negative, which is great, but we also have to say, okay, you're negative today. Mm -hmm. But if you keep doing this, this, and this, the more likely the likelihood is you may come in one of these offices today and we'll be talking having a different conversation right right so that helps us to kind of narrow down what behaviors contributed to someone acquiring the virus or what behaviors contribute to contribute to someone being at risk for acquiring the virus
0: okay cuz you know you know how social media goes so every now mm-hmm. and then there's some crazy meme or some mm-hmm. story or something that was shared that said <laughs> you know she got HIV because she sat on a couch and it had a pen on
1: it mm-hmm. you know
0: and <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: yeah. see okay Sex, sexual activity is the way you most likely transmit the virus. You can transmit the virus through, uh, through needles, like IV drug use. Right. That's, why there's, that's part of why there's a heavy correlation between HIV and substance abuse. There's also a heavy correlation because when people are using addictive substances, they're not thinking clearly. Even if they plan to use, uh, protect a barrier method such as a condom, they're typically not going to put it on properly. Mm -hmm. And um, condoms typically don't work primarily because of user error. It's not the condom's fault. Right. It's that we're (laughs) not putting it on properly. So that's when you have your problems. Um, Or they might have... They might have it on for the first round. and then Exactly, exactly. You know. They may have it on for one type of, of the three type, one type of sex, but not the other type of sex. Mm-hmm. You have to have it for be each like contact. Good.
2: It was all good the first time. Right, right. right. Or, or <laughs> the, what
1: really gets people is, what really I feel hinder people is, oh, she looks good. He looks mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They're good. They look we healthy. Don't. Right, exactly. HIV doesn't look like what it looked in the 80s. Yeah, you, yeah. You can be, perfectly normal look just able-bodied healthy but you can definitely have that virus running through your body there's no way visibly to know and there's no way to know you have that virus in your body unless you get a specific hiv test
0: well i'm going to cut you off because we you did say you wanted to talk about those home tests and so when we come back (laughs) we are going to talk about that so stay with us on the live exchange
5: Want to see who's in the network? Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Station Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not dumb down. JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain, it's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at our real gym. For more info, go to facebook.com forward slash genes body tech. <laughs>
7: Hello, and welcome to today's lottery drawing. Good luck. And here's today's winning numbers. First one up, it's not yours. Second one, not yours. And another number that's not yours. Okay, this is one number that's yours. It's a five, but you don't get any money for that. And the final number is not yours. Yep, so chances are you're not going to hit the lottery anytime soon. Don't get us wrong. The lottery can be fun every now and then. Just please don't rely on it for your future savings. How about this? Brew your own coffee at home instead of buying that latte every day. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Ride your bike instead of buying all that gas. These changes alone can save you thousands a year. Thousands. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. Feed that piggy bank. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
3: Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k.
9: What? Why? Just wait for the inheritance. We've definitely got a rich uncle somewhere. We're one call away from the winner's circle at the Derby, dinners with multiple forks, a vacation home
7: in the country, using summer as a verb. You don't actually think that do you when it comes to financial stability don't get left behind get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org this message brought to you by the american institute of cpas the georgia society of cpas and the ad council now, no, now, no, 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 no. well you'll see what
6: happens sensation station network
0: All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I have with me today Jennifer Glaze. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. And we are talking about when sex in the city ain't pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we are looking at um, particularly what really kind of triggered this show topic is the the headline that came out recently here in Atlanta. I don't know how widespread you all heard it, but here in Atlanta it
1: was um, deemed the...
0: What, what would you say how would you term that they the said
1: it in the in the news report they said that Atlanta is the epicenter the of epicenter. the HIV epidemic okay. for the southeast region okay not the meme that said uh, Atlanta's the capital of HIV okay okay <laughs> see
0: <laughs> so the meme that I shared for this show is not correct <laughs> I'm gonna take that down but <laughs> but that's how rumors get started and I just contributed to spreading them so no. <laughs> We're here to clarify. But just to clarify, yes. (laughs) And so, um, you know, so throughout the show, we're going to be giving you some really good information and some tips. And one piece of information I want to give you is if you are looking um, to get tested, and if you're not looking to get tested, I want you to. But if you're looking to get tested, Jennifer can give you some information about how to do so.
1: Is that just here in Atlanta or? No, this is um, nationwide. Okay, great. I'm going to instruct people to go to cdc.gov and then slash HIV. And on that main page, kind of about midway, you'll see a box where it says, get tested. You can put in your zip code or put in your city, and it's gonna spit out um, different locations for you to go and have a confidential HIV test.
0: Okay, Okay. all right, and you had mentioned if you um, get tested and if you're not
1: positive today, mm-hmm. is there a possibility that you are positive and that you just don't test positively? Yes, there is a window period. So when we do our HIV testing, it tests for all sexual activity up to the last 90 days. The 90 days is what we call the window period. It takes time for when the virus is introduced, antigens turn into antibodies, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm not medical. <laughs> Let me get that clear. I'm, I'm not medical. But – um that's kind of how it goes. But it takes approximately three months for those antibodies to show up in the, your blood system. And the testing that we do at my site, we're testing for the antibodies. Okay. So, yes, there is a window period. So, if I get someone who is HIV negative, yay, great, congratulations, everybody wants to be happy and jump out the chair. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I explained the window period. Mm-hmm. And what I recommend is that they, for the next 90 days, only have protected sex. Mm-hmm. We offer them... um, condoms or dental dams or whatever the case may be, whatever their preferred method of, of safer sex is, we tell them to um, have only safe sex for the next 90 days, come back after that 90-day period, let us retest you. And mm-hmm. if that test comes back as negative, then yes, you can consider yourself HIV negative. But every time you have an unprotected sexual encounter, essentially you start that clock over again. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Okay.
0: Well, and the uh, well, the reason why I ask is because I know in the past it was longer. The window was longer. It was yes. like
1: six months or the, the the innovations that they've made within the HIV field are, are tremendous. Like before, you would have um, somebody would do a test, and then you'd have to wait two weeks and get like a letter mailed to you with oh your results. <sighs> that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> we come in, you come in, we prick your finger, and before you leave, you have you that know. test result. So it, it's about a fifteen minute window. So talk about the home. Th- Tests the home test. Um, I have mixed feelings about the home test primarily because when you first of all, it costs a pretty decent amount of money, I think it's about somewhere between 60 and 80 dollars for one test. Number one, number two, you have a lot of community organizations that will provide the testing for free. They have someone who is train a trained counselor who is there with you, who will talk you to the pr- through the process, who will educate you, who will tell you things like I just talked about the window period. Because mm-hmm. like you said, if you have that home test and it comes back as negative, you think I'm all good. But what changes are what what behaviors are going to be changed? What if you're And if you're in that window, period, you might think you're all good, and you're really not. Mm -hmm. It's just that 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 virus is still kind of simmering and cooking in your system, but you're not going to get that with the home test, to my my understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes, even in our system, our tests read invalid. So what happens Mm -hmm. if there's just no fault in your own? You spend $80 (laughs) on the test, it comes up invalid, and you may not read it properly, and you might think that you are positive. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people get in their heads, and, and just sometimes people want to hurt themselves. Sometimes people want to hurt other people. So I just think from my experience, it's best to kind of swallow your pride for a second, come in, say I'd like to be tested, and sit with a trained counselor who can help you through that process. Mm-hmm. And even when we have somebody who is reactive for HIV, we immediately start what we call the linkage-to-care process. We want to okay. get them hooked up with care, identify a doctor for them, identify a place where they're going to go for their medical needs. So it's not just, oh yeah, you're positive, good luck, peace out, right? Yeah. And well, then,
0: what about? I mean, I'm I'm assuming that there would be some
1: some therapy or psychological care as well. I mean, do we people provide tend to that? Show um, suicidal or they can depression. um, and those are things that we're trained actually to look for. So okay. if I have somebody. Who does not look like they're ready? I always think worst case scenario. If I have somebody and bring somebody in who does not look like they're ready to receive a positive diagnosis, mm-hmm. I'm not running the test. Oh, really? At all, I won't run the test. Oh, wow. I'll have because because I can't I can't say what that test result is going to be uh-huh. before I prick them. I have and I'll even ask them, "What are you going to do? If, what do you think you might do if it's positive? What do you think you might do if it's negative?" And if there's any kind of homicidal or suicidal tendencies, then I, I can't in good conscience run that test. Right.
0: So what do you do? What do you tell them? So we
1: talk it through. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we um, discuss the concerns, and we will advise them that maybe we need to come back another time. Maybe if it's in the afternoon, maybe tomorrow morning, maybe we can try it again. And we'll just discuss that more important than your your status is your livelihood and the livelihood of somebody okay. else. Right. Yeah. And we'll love to run the test for you, but we've got to make sure that you're in the right state of mind to receive the result, whatever that result might be. Okay. That's great. That's great. Okay, well, we're gonna go into this week's balance challenge.
3: Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Doctor Pamela.
0: Alright, so this week's balance challenge, I know you think what you, you think you know what I'm gonna say for the balance challenge. You think I'm gonna say go get tested, right? <laughs> my balance challenge to you before you get tested, I want you to have a conversation with the person that you're intimate with because that is a really hard and uncomfortable thing to do. And and so thus, I'm making it a challenge. I want you to bring up that conversation about um, STDs, about protection, about whatever your method is, and, and have a conversation together about whether or not what the two of you are doing is safe is it exclusive? Um, don't be afraid to ask that question because if it's not exclusive, you want to know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so so that's my challenge to you is open up that door for conversation with whoever it is that you're intimate with. Hopefully it's not too many conversations with too many people. <laughs> but if it is, okay. got to do it. <laughs> but have those conversations because... That is the first step to doing what you need to do to protect yourself. Once you have those conversations, you can make a decision together about what you're going to do. If the person doesn't want to um, be open to that conversation, if they don't want to get tested, um, you're going to have to decide what you want to do from there. But at least you're having that conversation and the two of you are being very transparent
1: about what's going on. I mean, hopefully the transparency mm-hmm. happens. Any hopefully. other any thoughts? No, that's, that's wonderful. Um, also, I would recommend... If you are a couple and you are looking to be um, monogamous, consider coming in to be tested together. Um, There are different sites. You can come in, and at our site we test still individuals, but you can come in together. And and it's a good thing to do for a relationship. Oh, yeah. There is also a push to start couples testing where a, a couple sits down with one counselor and they work together. That's innovative. Oh, goodness. Yes, sir.
2: If they come in together and yes. someone, do y'all counsel, A, hey, do y'all...
0: Well, again, <laughs> well, we're going to go to commercial, okay. So, <laughs> but we are going to talk about this when we get back. I want you to ask that question again when we come back. Okay. Stay with us.
3: <laughs> Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com.
0: All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I have here with me today Jennifer Glaze, and we are talking about when sex in the city ain't pretty and focusing particularly right now on HIV. And uh, we've got Emmanuel Glaze here in the background, and he asked a really good question, so go ahead and ask that again. So
2: my question came in when you said couple testing. Yes. So do y'all counsel on, have they talked about if one comes up, you know, HIV positive and...
6: Mm.
1: Discordant. We call that discordant. Discordant couple. Discor- d- what now? Discordant <laughs> couple. Discordant. Discordant. Okay, I did mean like discording, like they're not courting <laughs> anymore. It's over. Got it. Okay.
2: Discordant. I mean, because that could be a
1: yes, deal breaker. Yes, that's a potential. Yes, you, um, you talk through all of those scenarios. But again, you would do the same things. And let me let me preface this. I haven't been to the thorough training on couples therapy. I've kind of been to the preliminaries. I need to make some time in my schedule to go. But um, you still want to assess assess for readiness is when I said you have to see if someone is ready to receive the um, results so we're going to assess for readiness but yes they're going to train you as to how to handle if both both clients come up negative both clients come up positive or if one is positive and one is negative see that's again that emotional aspect of testing that you're not going to get if you're at home Mm -hmm. and it's to me, it's crucial that the emotional aspect and just the educational aspect and how we're going to make behavioral changes and what's going to be important um, for you. But that doesn't mean the end of the relationship if one is positive and one is negative. Well,
0: right? that would be up to the couple, though, right? It
1: do- well, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, It doesn't <laughs> have to be. Let me see. There's a new um, thing I'll just throw out called PrEP. It's a new medication that's along if someone is HIV negative they can remain HIV negative if they're in a high risk situation and I would say if your partner's positive and you're negative and you all can continue to um have, have sex together that's a, a high risk situation
0: so can we not all
1: just get on prep? You have <laughs> to number one be negative. high risk okay negative it's recommend it's prep is not for everyone prep uh-huh. is a pretty rigorous um It's not just taking the medication, just popping a pill and going about your business. Okay. You have to be checked by your doctor regularly. You have to be checked to make sure you're still HIV negative. You really, it is expensive. Okay. Um, So you really have to be in a situation where PrEP will benefit you. Your best bet is always and still wearing a condom. Mm -hmm. There are um, female condoms. There are male condoms. There are... Many people are allergic to condoms, but they probably have not tried a non-latex condoms. There are ribbed condoms. There are lubricated <laughs> chocolate condoms. Chocolate condoms. There are chocolate there's condoms. There are <laughs> flavored. There's a condom for everybody. There are magnums. There are, there's everything. So take time to find something that works for you and protect yourself. So, okay,
0: a bunch of questions. They're all, like, piled in my head all at once, <laughs> like, ah! Um, <laughs> but, what kind of and and I know you said you're you're still kind of going through the couple canceling thing Mm -hmm. but you know my challenge to couples was to have a conversation with each other Mm -hmm. do you have any advice with regards to how that conversation can begin
1: (laughs) each person has to be ready to have that conversation with um they have to be open-minded. So you can't
0: force it. You can't mm. say, no, you sit down.
1: We're talking about this now. <laughs> you can say it, but I don't think it's <laughs> going to go very well. <laughs> but really, I, ideally, and you typically there's one person who wants to have the conversation and one person who doesn't. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes I have found that coming to health fairs or testing events and just gaining a little education will kind of help to open up the person who's a bit more resistant. Okay. Let me also say this. Um, a lot of the information that I'm providing – is based it's part of um it's open record you can get it on um, cdc.gov and um you know georgia department of public health a lot of the the stats and the numbers that i have so even if it's just pulling some of that information off the website or or getting a pamphlet and discussing it Mm -hmm. um but you do want to at least try to initiate the conversation don't just say oh well he'll never go for it or she'll never go for it Try it because really it's about your health and your livelihood and your future. So you owe it to yourself to at least try to initiate that conversation.
0: Well, and, and as we go to break, I just want to part with this this quote that um, I, I either heard it or made it up myself. I don't know which one, but it's basically said that if you're in a relationship where you cannot have conversations in which you're being silenced, mm-hmm. um, that's not a healthy relationship. And um, that's something that you really want to kind of reassess. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, we're going to go to break and uh, we'll be right back on the Live Exchange mm-hmm.
5: JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain. It's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at a real gym. For more info, go to facebook.com forward slash jeans body tech. Great
3: leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com.
7: If you're looking for that ratchet, you're in the wrong place. It's the nation's urban internet station, sensation station network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, we are talking about um, HIV um, epidemic right now. And, you know, it was kind of tri- triggered by a report that came out in, that Atlanta is one of the highest areas that has it in um, the southeast region. And, of course, that was, you know, misconstrued <laughs> um, as the, you know, the capital of the world or whatever, but it's, um, uh, it's really important. To understand um, that there are ways to avoid it and there are ways to prevent it, um, you just have to be very careful and open and and just really tackle it head on. You know, you, you can't hide from it mm-hmm, and think that it's no. not going to find you. So, um, so we are we're looking at. Um, Different, you know, I see some of the comments that are are there on Facebook. Please continue with your questions. We also have a number you can call in, 678-613-5857. And one of the things um, that... Some of the facts that I have here from the CDC, there's some certain factors that are driving the southern HIV epidemic. um, And the heavy burden of HIV in the south is driven in part by unique socioeconomic factors, um, income inequality, poverty, poor health outcomes. Um, These have long been more widespread in southern states um, compared to the rest of the nation. Um, And these factors are not unique to HIV. So people in the region have long suffered poorer health outcomes overall. So this is just kind of representative of the overall health. Um, One question that came up on, on Facebook was, the you know when this report was given it was shown that it was most mostly the downtown atlanta areas so it mm-hmm. was it was specified to a particular region of atlanta um and that they had interviewed a white male i don't know anything about the interview but but the what the person is asking is why are we only focusing on african americans why is that getting all of the emphasis when that may not necessarily be who
1: uh, who all are getting infect- infected by HIV. I think that because the numbers are so disproportion we're so disproportionately affected in the African American community it's it's heading towards a, a crisis in our community mm-hmm. where the numbers in other um ethnicities are notable but not nearly as significant like I believe and I'll I'll pull the quote maybe on the next break but I believe you know we're about African Americans are like Twelve, somewhere between twelve and twenty percent of the general population. But when you talk about cases like HIV, we're making, and I think you had a quote, we're making up somewhere between like, you know, forty to sixty percent of all new cases. So what, yeah. what they're saying is, if we're twelve to twenty percent of the population, we should be twelve to twenty percent of the cases. We shouldn't be double the cases. We sh- we right. shouldn't represent two thirds of the cases. So that is a problem. So that's why we get so much focus. Um, The clip that he's referencing, I'm actually glad that they did note, they um, featured a, a older white man who's HIV positive. And um, they spoke to him and his story. And I was glad because you do need that variation because if you show everybody black, 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 then you get Mm -hmm. to thinking, oh, well, it's a black disease. Which is what often happens. Which is what often happens. So Mm -hmm. we do need to have that variation in our storytelling and how we provide the information. But at the same time, we need to make it clear those of us, those who look like us are having having a rougher time at it, and we need to pay attention mm-hmm. interesting well there's a couple of other um, statistics
0: here that say many people well th- you know when when I said that overall um, we we tend to have health issues. On mm-hmm. a larger scale overall, mm-hmm. um, these health issues include disproportionately high rates of obesity, mm-hmm. diabetes, cancer, infant mortality, mortality, as well as overall mortality rates um, and, and for more in for all causes than than in other regions. And what's interesting is we've done a show before or a couple of shows before that addressed. Um, health disparities as mm-hmm. well as, you know, so access to health care, as well as um, a lack of trust and a fear I was going to say, yeah, of the healthcare. distrust
1: of the system, the whole Tuskegee thing, Tuskegee experiment, that still plays yeah. in the minds and hearts of a lot of people. A lot of people think, you know, you, they just go to the doctor and take your money and they don't do anything for you. And so all of that feeds into a lot of African-Americans just not regularly going to the doctor getting them che- themselves checked out and then just the general stress of the day-to-day functions of a lot of times it's your are it's more important to you know get your kids fed and keep a roof over your head and mm-hmm. I'll just you know take a, a ibuprofen I'll be okay
0: yeah oh, and yeah.
1: we put ourselves last on our priority list when we have to start rearranging that we have to put ourselves first because if we're not first we can't be there for anybody in our lives right Right.
0: Absolutely. And that whole idea, I'll just take an ibuprofen, I'll be okay. And, <laughs> you know, and it may have a, a, a temporary right. um, relief, provide temporary l- relief. Um, and then we may even get to the point where we're just used to having achy, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, we're just used to having headaches. Mm-hmm. We're just used to having heavy heavy Mm -hmm. chest absolutely and lo and behold it's it's
1: It's high blood pressure Mm -hmm. it's diabetes it's something you know Mm -hmm. and actually relating that to um hiv we find that a lot of people who come in to be tested um, are what we call late testers so that means within three months of being tested for hiv they are found to actually have aids okay aids and and maybe i can make that yeah, that would be a great distinction. AIDS and HIV really are kind of two different things. HIV, The HIV virus leads to the condition of having AIDS. Okay. You can be HIV positive and never progress to having AIDS. Having AIDS means that your CD4 count or your, your T cell count, your count, uh, white blood cell count, that's the things that keep you from getting infections. It's your um, immune system. Okay. When your T cell count dips below 200, then you are considered to have aids. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of white blood cells just running through our system right now. Thousands mm-hmm. and thousands. The only time it's going to get that low is when you have um that con- I shouldn't say that. The only time but HIV when it Cross is that it. allowed to progress and kind of run rampant in your body, mm-hmm. it will cause your T-cell count to dip below 200. When that happens, you are medically considered to have AIDS. So what is it that
0: happens when you when you medically have AIDS? What's what's going on in your body? You, you have it that low blood count. It basically
1: means your immune system has been ravaged. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's not fighting anything. So something that might be the common cold to you and I may be pneumonia to someone else, okay. which may develop into a form of cancer for someone else. I mean, wow. people have gone, been in the hospital and had like a T-cell count of five or ten. That means that they're really at death's door. Mm. But people have, with the way the medications are now, people have rebounded from that. Wow. But, um, yeah, that means that your immune system is it's it's not functioning. It's not being allowed to function properly because HIV is so aggressive. But here's the thing. The way the medications are right now, if you take your medications regularly, not I'll take it for a week and I'm going to be off for three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. You take them every day on time. Those medications will not allow the virus to get the upper hand. If you are inconsistent with your medications, the... Virus is smart, and it's tricky, and it will learn to work around your medications to Mm. the point where your medications are ineffective. Wow. So it is very important that you are, if you are HIV positive, that you get on your meds, You stay on those meds because that is what will keep you healthy. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, and and I know that that's one thing that um,
0: you know a lot of people struggle with with, is that consistency. Mm -hmm. Is there are there financial issues related to being able to maintain and have those meds? I mean, are there is there access to people who don't have a lot of money to to there can be
1: financial issues. There are a lot of programs available that are helping people who are living with the virus. A lot of the um, Ryan White clinics help people who are. who have lower incomes stay on their medication. So, um, they, and a lot of the pharmaceutical companies have programs to help people. But again, you kind of have to be in front of people, be in clinics, be in your your doctor you to reach to, out, right, to gain access to those programs. But yes, there are there are a lot of actual social programs, housing programs, job programs for people who are living with the virus. So there are a lot of things to help improve one situation but you got to be out there you got to know your, your status first <laughs> yeah yeah and then you got to go out there and and work with people in different programs to help your situation but there is help available
0: okay well th- that's because that sounds i mean I, I hear a lot of stories about people who may be going through cancer and chemotherapy mm-hmm. and the the medication or just you know the need to maintain a pay for all of this mm-hmm. has Cause people to go out of house and home, and mm-hmm. has you know, and and I'm just wondering. I haven't heard of cases like that with HIV, mm-hmm. but I do hear about cases like that all the
1: time w- with regards to cancer. I will and say this also, and this is another reason we just need to start these conversations because a lot of times when government starts talking about cutting things. Ryan White funding is one of the first things they talk about mm. cutting. So when that gets cut, then the people who are being served won't be able to be served anymore or won't be able to be served as effectively. So we have we have to make an effort to keep this subject at the forefront. Particularly people of color because since it's it's um affecting us so so deeply, we have to keep this in front of people. I know it's been the topic of some conversation with some of the Democratic um presidential candidates, and they've had some discussions with uh, leaders in the HIV community, we need to continue that to make sure that funding stays in place.
0: Well, and and we're going to talk a little bit more about that, because I think that a lot of the, the stigma with the funding is, you know, well, you know, they're, bunch of sex craze mm-hmm. gay people, mm-hmm. you know, and this, this, these misconceptions right. about what's really going on, right. and, and really all it takes is one time, exactly, you know. So, but we're going to talk about that. Um, before we get into that, we first got Dr. Pamela's Love Notes.
3: Love Notes with Dr. All Pamela.
0: All right, so this love note uh, comes from Ron. Um, Ron, in quotes. He um, hit, hit the, uh, the red button. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so... Ron is basically um, saying, you know, Dr. Pam, I've been in a relationship for a few years that ended a few months ago, and I'm now ready to dive back into the dating pool. However, and I'm sure you're going to get this question a lot, I live in Georgia, and the new HIV statistics have me terrified. (laughs) I'm sexually active, but I use condoms, and I know my status. I get tested once a year just to make sure I'm good, but I want to know the same of my future partner. When is the best time to ask a potential partner if they've been tested without offending them or
1: killing the mood? Really good question. That's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> let me preface this by saying I have not been in the dating field for quite some time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Over 18 married. years. I'm ha- happily married.
0: <laughs> that is so, like, you don't even have to worry about this stuff.
1: <laughs> but I would still say, you know, I understand about not wanting to kill the mood, but you got to put yourself first. I yeah, would yeah. have that conversation very early on and definitely before intimacy begins. Yeah, you need to have that conversation. I encourage it. I'm glad to hear he said that he's um, sexually active, but he always uses condoms. That's great. That's one of the questions we we ask: How often do you use condoms? Sometimes, always, sometime or never. People never—they don't want to say never. They don't want to say always. So we always stick with that. Sometimes, sometimes it's good, but those times that you don't, you open yourself up to infection. um, I understand about not wanting to kill the mood But wouldn't it be great if that person Said oh my god I was just getting ready to ask you the same Question you
0: know and that might happen (laughs) You know I didn't know how to I didn't even know how to Go there right Um, if the person Is you know and I I would say You know after a few dates and I I don't know some people do it after the first date So I don't know (laughs) but if you don't You know if you if you guys are kind of dating The traditional way (laughs) and After a few dates you might want to say okay look You know I'm really digging you Mm -hmm. and we need to have a real serious conversation. Can mm-hmm. we just like carve out mm-hmm. 10 minutes serious conversation and we can go back to fun? <laughs> Hopefully you can get back to fun. Um, and, and but But just preface it. You know, in coaching, we always ask for permission to breach upon a new topic. So you do the same thing in a relationship. You say, you know what? I'd really like to talk to you about this. Ask for permission. And and then proceed. If they're not willing to talk about it, then I would hold off on any kind of physical activity until they're willing to. Yeah. Um so so that's the love notes. Uh, when we come back, we've got so much more to talk about. Um so stay with us and we'll be right back on the live exchange.
6: Get ready, find the best and some Great
3: leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com.
8: Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder, why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would? But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ, and he guide us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second.
4: I am an American soldier.
8: I'm a warrior
4: and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the army
5: values.
7: I will always first. I will never accept
5: defeat. I will never
7: accept defeat. I will
3: never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined.
8: I am disciplined. Physically and mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior task and drills. I always maintain my
9: arms, my equipment, and myself. I'm an expert and I'm a professional.
1: I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the, the
0: enemies
9: of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier.
4: I am an American soldier.
9: I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier. They're strong. There's strong and there's army strong. See what it takes
5: at GoArmy.com. You want to see who's in the network? Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Station Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not dumb down.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Live Exchange. I am Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about... Um, HIV, and we're looking at a lot of... No, 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 that's going to finish it. Um, <laughs> um, but we're talking about all, all of those different um, you know elements that come along um, that cause HIV, um, the the relationship conversations we may need to have, all of that. Um, and we'd love to have you a part of this conversation. You can either join us on Facebook or um, 678-613-5857. would love to hear your thoughts and your insight, um, but... Um, lots of really good interesting and helpful information there were a few things that uh, we have Jennifer Glaze here um, and what organization
1: is is it again that you're a part of I'm a part of the Lifeline project it is a SAMHSA funded grant that allows us to um, work on the numbers of um, African-American heterosexuals being impacted affected and infected and affected by HIV okay we we provide free testing. We go out in the community, do testing events. We also go out and do um, educational seminars, seminars to reduce stigma. Um, and we primarily focus our attention on the counties of Cobb, Douglas, and Cherokee in the state of Georgia.
0: Okay, all right. It's a lot of, and that's a lot of work. I mean, and and I bet it involves a lot of emotional. It can. It absolutely <laughs> can. can. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I can see how it would. Um, and and just like that, during the break, you had said a couple of things that you wanted to come back and cover, and I'm like, ah, what were they? <laughs> um, <laughs> but but what I will do is point out a couple of the um, CDC funded programs that focus on um, high prevention, um, high impact prevention strategies. Um, uh, well here's what here are what they not the programs but here's what they focus on um, increasing diagnosis of HIV infection by making HIV testing simple accessible and routine mm-hmm. um, so we, wanna, we want to we want to not not that we want more you know cases but we want to know if those cases exist mm-hmm. so we definitely want people to get tested ensuring that people with HIV are linked to early ongoing care and treatment. Um, which not only sustains their health but can reduce HIV transmission by ninety six percent. That's huge. Um, making condoms re- readily available for anyone at risk or uh, for living or at risk for or living with HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, increasing awareness and uptake of pre exposure prophylaxis. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the PrEP you were talking Mm -hmm. about. Okay. (laughs) Um, And that's for people who are at high risk for infection. Mm -hmm. And studies have shown that PrEP, when used as prescribed, can reduce the risk of sexual transmission by more than 90%. Um, And then supporting behavioral change, education and support, with a focus on select interventions and strategies um, that have shown to have the greatest impact. So once you are willing and open to, to get the information... Um, There are there's so much more that can be done than back in the 80s. We have come so much further. Absolutely. And um, and so for those of us and and for those of us who did come up in the 80s, it was, you know, this big thing. And and we all heard about it. We were all terrified of it. Um, I do wonder now with the young people these days, they didn't have that big you know, Magic Johnson announcement. It wasn't Mm -hmm. this big. Oh my gosh, everybody's getting HIV. It's, Mm -hmm. it hasn't really been, to me, it doesn't seem like it's talked about as much as it was back then. It's not. Do you have any
1: awareness? Unfortunately, we're seeing a surge in our young people becoming infected with HIV. Um, A lot of the school systems won't allow you to talk about it. Um, Hmm. A lot of times parents, don't want to talk about it, or even if they'd like to talk about it, they don't really know where to get that kind of information to okay. have that conversation. Um, so I would suggest cdc.gov is one of the best places. we It's funny that we, we're in Atlanta where the CDC is. Uh, what is this? Um, of course, now it escapes me. But we're right <laughs> here in the hub where all the information for the entire country comes. Yeah. But we oftentimes don't know how to access that information. But CDC.gov pretty much has everything you would need to know definitely about HIV and probably every other, any other virus. Well, so so for, from my understanding, the the
0: problem isn't so much I don't have access to the information. I don't know how to find out. It's more so just uh, apathy. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to know. And it's mm-hmm. fear. And it's I,
1: I just, I, if I don't think about it, it's not going to be an issue. And all I can say is the fear. Fear and the apathy is why we're why we're heading towards one in fifty one. Wow! And we have to change that. What it said, what the this quote said was, if rates continue Mm -hmm. as they are, the rates don't have to continue in that manner. We can make a U turn and um, turn this situation around, and we don't have to be infected. There are um, campaigns to say um, no new infections. We don't want there to be any new infections of HIV. We wanna just be able to handle the HIV infections that they are. I tell, um, I often used to tell my clients when I was in substance abuse, I would love a day when y'all put me out of business, when y'all yes. make me go find <laughs> something else to do. Yes. Make me go find something else to do. Make it so that I can't work in HIV anymore because it's not a problem anymore. It's not anymore. a problem. No, that would that's, be a great day. That's what we're working towards. No new infections. Let's keep everybody who has it. Let's get them um, on their medications. Let's get them undetectable. Let's get this virus under control because it is something that can be controlled. All right. Well, we, um, we're we going to
0: come back. We're going to – we have more for you. Stay right there. There. You're watching and listening to the live exchange.
5: Sensation Station Network. You want to see who's in the network? Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Station Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not dumb down.
1: Okay, so just type the job website address here. That's it. Then you enter what job you're looking for there.
4: Electrician. This is Peter. Recently, he got help going on the Internet for the first time to look for a new job.
1: Okay. Then you just hit search and...
4: In the past, Peter's gotten work from people he knew, but he heard there were more jobs online. There we go. These are all for me? Uh-huh. Really? He had no idea just how many. I can't believe it. This one looks good. Peter is thinking the internet might be for him after all.
0: And this is just one website.
4: Wow. Why didn't I do this sooner? See what the internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council.
3: Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be
7: you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances,
3: we all advance. Reader, tutor, or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. And so a new American
7: industry has been born. primary election lack of
0: diversity gas prices Michael Jackson trending topics alright welcome back to the live exchange I'm Dr. Pamela today we are talking about HIV and um, we're looking at when sex in the city ain't so pretty but sex between this couple is pretty good, I would assume, between Aisha Curry and Steve, Steph Curry. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just, you know, you can tell when people are happy, I guess, sometimes. Uh, but what's going on with them, you know, we know that Aisha Curry has a lot of presence in the media. She does a lot of videos on the social media. She's working on starting businesses, and she's doing a lot of things. Well, Our beloved social media trolls (laughs) that that are out there um, have made some remarks about Aisha Curry's new business venture and um, basically uh, accusing her of quote unquote profiting off of her husband's success. Uh, I think that's a family affair. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all benefiting, but right. <laughs> he's probably right. encouraging her. Mm-hmm. Um, but earlier this week, Curry announced that she was going to open a pop-up restaurant called International Smoke in San Francisco. And in March, she announced that she had a forthcoming cooking show on the Food Network called At Home with Aisha. And in September, she's going to release a cookbook called The Seasoned Life, Food, Family, Faith, and the Joy of Eating Well. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Sounds good to me. Well... Apache, uh, the the social media troll content commented, quote, yawn. <sighs> <laughs> inspiring women to be the best wives and cooks they can be, eh? Or make a profit off their husband's success? Is that the most you can achieve with your fame? How about inspiring women of ethnic minorities to pursue higher education and get degrees? Or build their empires, become entrepreneurs independently of the men they're married with. Women around the world should strive to be more than just, quote, great... Um, mothers and cooks. Whoa. Well, Miss Curry responded to the comment, um, and that thus making it a news story. Mm-hmm. She says, "My passion is cooking and food. I make people feel happy and comforted through the creating delicious and exciting meals." It sounds like a commercial. Not sure why you're so bitter, but I am an entrepreneur in every sense of the word. What do you think about that,
1: hater?
2: Let me just say, this. <laughs> there was that was an episode. Remember when Snoop had his own show back in the day?
0: Uh huh.
2: And it was a show, and he was. He looked at his wife and he said, "I need for you to do something off of my fame, a hair salon something. something." Aisha is just taking it, and I rather for her to take it and do something with it, mm-hmm. right? And just to sit there and be in videos and pop ups, and, yeah. And show up a certain, thing. I mean, it just mm-hmm. I, when when people get to that point, she says she loves to cook. She has the platform now. Do Use it. it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not going to say anything, but I have this platform in here. My wife comes in and does what she doing, come on the she show. She's using it. She using it. Yeah. Dude just must be single.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think it was a woman. Oh. But, you know, she might be doing the businesses to fund, you know, something else. We don't know what her long-term goals are. We're just making assumptions because this, this is her first couple of steps, and we're just making assumptions. But somebody else's wife had a cookbook and something, and I don't recall. I'm getting all that hate. Oh. Um, was it John Legend's wife? What's no. her name? I don't know. Oh, um, um, who just had a baby? Yeah, Tegan. Uh, um, um, yes, Chrissy Tegan. Tegan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember her getting all this hate. So I'm, I don't know. She gets a lot of hate. I but, don't know um, why.
0: But I you know, know what? She's, 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 she's this,
1: you know, I guess I get
0: this sometimes. You're so happy. <laughs> you're so, well, you're not really that happy. You know, it's like, well, maybe she really is. <laughs> How you know? dare you
6: smile? Why? Right.
0: How dare you smile? And yeah. and people really do hate that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I'm writing a book right now called The Secret Life of an Obsessed Entrepreneur. and I talk about that in the very beginning of this quote-unquote friend I used to have He used mm-hmm. to always just look at me and be like, "What do you take? Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? You take what kind of pills do you take? You know why are you so happy?" <laughs> it's like I'm just happy, yeah. you know. And so there are people who really just hate, just to hate, mm-hmm. you know. They don't yeah. understand how other people can be. They don't trust people who are too happy because mm-hmm. they're thinking, "Oh, they they got something up their sleeve. They're mm-hmm. not really that happy." Um, but I commend her for what she's doing. Right. I love to cook I do too. too. Heck. If I can get a cooking show and a cookbook, I'd do it too.
2: Right. I mean, it just aren't <laughs> we at a time where we're tired of seeing? I guess we've gotten to the point where we've seen so many shows like Love and Hip Hop and things of that nature, mm-hmm. where a lot of the wives seem like they're making their money in a different way of just yeah looking for that. She's saying, hey. They got an opportunity.
0: Well, and, and the Love and Hip Hop Wives are totally capitalizing on their right. spouses. And in what I don't necessarily see as a dignified way. Exactly. So.
2: For her to do <laughs> cooking shows and maybe can do some things. And she's the video. She's always supporting her husband. And trust me, Steph didn't probably think they were going to be at this point. Because Steph is probably top three player, in the, you know. Right. So now his fame is reaching an all-time high. They didn't see all this. So she'd be like, like I said, Snoop said a while ago. Use my fame to do something good for yeah. yourself because you never know what happens. You know what right. I'm saying? Something happened to Steph. They beat them built them an empire a different right. way. It's and she good knows good how to handle back. it. Right. Yes. And, right. and
0: so, so this whole thing about how teach women to be entrepreneurs, hello, yeah. right. what is she, doing? What she doing? Exactly. she's
1: doing. Exactly. She set an example. Right. And
0: my whole thing is follow your purpose. Follow your passion. If that's your purpose, your passion is cooking. What? There is nothing wrong with that you know. The, the, the thing is that we have choices now As women So, so that's the trending topic And uh, when we come back We're going to get back into our topic Which is about when sex in the city ain't pretty Looking at HIV and some other stuff
5: you want to see who's in the network? Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Station Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not dumb down.
3: Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has ruined Really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do
7: something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know
1: at that'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
8: Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From iamsecond.com, we came close but never really did win that championship former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year I was fired and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year I'm in Indianapolis get to the playoffs but get knocked out again and for the next couple of years it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one and I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would but I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it, and it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm gonna make it through the lens of Jesus Christ, and he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second.
3: Great leaders aren't born. They're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowered coaches to empower the world make a positive change in yourself and the world go to Academy of creative coaching.com
7: get,
6: get, get
4: ready.
3: welcome back to the live exchange I'm dr.
0: Pamela and I have with me here today Jennifer Glaze hello everyone I'm seeing her colleagues are calling her Jenny so I'm, I feel like I didn't get the informal <laughs> <laughs> the introduction <laughs> But um, so we are talking about, um, you know, life with HIV. We're talking about all of those things that, are, that, that surround the topic. And so one of the things that um, we've talked about during the, bl- the break was a, a question came up asking about other STDs and the extent to which um, people are su- sucess- susceptible mm-hmm. <laughs> to other STDs, um, you know, when they are diagnosed with HIV, but also when they... We are just in a community or in a part of the country that has a higher rate
1: mm-hmm. of STDs. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, the re- part of the reason why everyone promotes having sex with a condom, having some type of barrier method involved, is because even if you have, you're using something such as prep, which is something that will keep you HIV negative. There's still the presence of other STDs. You can take prep, which will keep you from having HIV, but it's gonna if if your partner has. Uh herpes or um hepatitis b or um i don't know chlamydia gonorrhea syphilis is on the rise oh, wow. um then you will still be exposed to those those viruses as well also it's um documented that if you already have an s t d and then you're exposed to h i v you're more likely to acquire h i v if you um have h i v and then you get exposed to another std you're more likely to acquire that additional std and then different stds can complicate one another the medications can be complicated so it's just not a situation that you want to be in you want yeah. to if you have if you do acquire hiv you want to take care of yourself. You even if you are on prep, you still want to use a condom because there still needs to be. You still need to protect yourself from the presence of other STDs. But we we're really pushing on just getting people used to using a condom or some type of barrier method every time they have sexual intercourse.
0: Now, does it matter if they are in an intimate relationship? If they're married? I mean, how do you advise people
1: with regards to okay. condoms in that this case? This gets a little. It gets a little <laughs> tricky. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of women who say they've been in a relationship for you know, 20, 30 years, there's no way they can introduce a condom into the relationship. I get that. Um, at that point, it's, it's really up to you. I still promote it. But it's it's that, that person's choice. Mm-hmm. What that person can do if they choose to just not introduce condoms, they can just make a commitment to be tested every six months or once a year. The CDC does recommend that everybody be tested, I believe from like 13 up, every person be tested, or maybe 18, 13 or 18. It's definitely in the adolescent years, mm-hmm. up and through adulthood and through older adulthood. Be tested for HIV once a year, no matter what, despite their marital status, despite their um, sexual orientation, once a year get that HIV test. because if you're in that kind of committed relationship, and we've had these things happen, you're in a committed oh, yeah. relationship 30 years, and then you know, you're know you getting sick, you pop up in the emergency room, and oh, you're HIV positive. Well, how did that happen? I've been with my husband for 30 years. I've been with my wife for 30 years. Well, somebody's doing something, mm-hmm. and that virus has been um, presented into that relationship. So, okay. and then here's, what that goes back to what I said about the late diagnosis. If we are testing on a regular basis, we can catch that virus, when it's early and not let it progress to AIDS. Right. That's what I mean when I say we, if we're doing that regular testing, we can get it, get somebody in treatment, get someone in care so they don't have to progress to having AIDS. They can, they're already HIV positive, but you don't have to progress to having AIDS. So
0: we're, um, that's, that's interesting. I, I've wrote down a whole bunch of questions okay. while you were just <laughs> talking, because <laughs> it um, it's, it's very intriguing. Um, but we are going to get into a little bit more of the research.
5: Okay. In the interest of science. 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 science.
4: Science. 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 science.
0: Okay, so believe it or not, I have some information about the map that we put up. <laughs> um, it might not be that map, but it's a map. It okay. says... Um, well, no, 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 no. It's it's a map documenting HIV rates for gay and bisexual men. Okay. Um. So we, earlier we were talking about how the rates for gay and bisexual men are higher, and that um, the likelihood of it being transmitted is um, because of the fact that um, the the anal, mm-hmm, um, anal sex, sex causes. You, you know, the, it's, it's you a just, higher you've got three fluids right, in, in that case. Yeah, higher right. transmission. Ah! Higher Transmission. <laughs> um, so the map, a map documenting HIV rates for gay and bisexual men has refu- revealed that they are most at risk for beca- becoming infected in multiple southern cities. Um, and this is according to a report being presented um, by Emory University researchers. Mm-hmm. Um, the cities with the highest rates include Com- Columbia, South Carolina, El Paso, Texas, and Jackson, Mississippi. So oh. in this study, Atlanta's not on the... That's interesting. On the, yeah, it's, it's so funny how studies vary in different ways. Um, In these cities, more than 25% of men who have sex with men um, had been diagnosed with HIV. According to the report, the South is home to 21 of the 25 metropolitan areas with the highest prevalence um, among MSN, which again is men having sex with men. The analysis provides new evidence of a growth disparity between the HIV epidemic in in the South relative to the rest of the U.S. So it's unclear whether this says more about the rising transmission rates in the South or public health successes in other regions. Overall, gay and bisexual men are more than 57 times more likely to be diagnosed with HIV than other men in the United States um so so what this means is you know that awareness you got to be really careful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just think we can't pinpoint. I don't know that we'll ever be able to pinpoint one cause, but I just think all of there's so many multiple influences mm-hmm. as to why we are where we are. And right. I think we have to create strategies to pick at those influences kind of, you know, I say one by one, but we need to work on them, I'll say kind of holistically. We need to work on the stigma, we need to work on the lack of, um, Healthcare. We need to work on the poverty. We need to work on all of these things to again, not get us to that 1 in 51. We've got right. to make that U-turn, and we can make we that U-turn. We can do U-turn. something about that. Yes. yes, absolutely.
0: Well, one of the things you mentioned earlier was the, you've mentioned the stigma, uh, but you also mentioned the Bible Belt. So what's so ironic about it being such a problem in the South, Southeast, is that a lot of these states are in the Bible Belt. Right. And you would think that we're all sitting there with our legs closed, <laughs> and we're doing the right thing, or we're praising God.
1: <laughs> well, that's what the politicians would like us to believe. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm sure that there's plenty of that going on, but clearly there's plenty of of sexual activity going on. Um, In the program that I work, we are tasked to work with community-based and faith-based organizations. Let me just say this. If I have any faith-based leaders, I would ask that you please just kind of um, open your mindset to consider talking about this subject, having people and organizations such as myself come in and have this discussion. Because we've gotta turn these numbers around. Yes. Um I have to be honest, I have my most challenges when I speak to my faith based organizations. I've found I have found some great faith based organizations that are open to the conversations and I've had some that only wanna speak on abstinence. Well mm abstinence is great and it's wonderful and that's what's professed but abstinence did not get this map I'm looking at to looking like it's looking can I can I see if I can turn it well we're 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 going to go
0: when we go to break we're going to put it back to the camera um, and we're going to talk a little bit about abstinence and and the mindset of the church when we come back so stay tuned
5: want to see who's in the network? Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Station Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not Dumb down.
3: Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street!
4: <laughs> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstopwrecks.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: Abraham Lincoln, the 16th President of our United States. Most people know him as a man of great wisdom and vision. What many don't realize, however, is that when it came to finding late model sedans at government auctions or even looking up a zip code, Mr. Lincoln's wisdom was sadly lacking. In fact, the citizens of that day knew it best not to even ask. Fortunately, now there's firstgov.gov. The official place to turn when you need information about federal, state, and local government. Whether it's how to get a student loan, renew your passport, or even apply for a small business loan. All three of which, as numerous historians have noted, were remarkably absent from Lincoln's Gettysburg address. So go to firstgov.gov. Who knows? If Abe had it in his day, he could have checked out an auction and traded that drafty log cabin. For a nice condo on Maui,
9: firstgov.gov, a monumental source of useful information. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute.
3: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org.
5: Now we come to the special feature of our program, Sensation Station Network.
0: All right. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela and we are here with Jennifer Glaze and we're talking about HIV. And, um, you know, I I had the show topic of looking at HIV and sex trafficking, but I mean, the HIV part is just kind (laughs) of taking over. So, I mean, there's just so much information and um, that we need to cover. And um, one of the things that we were talking about before the break was how challenging um, Jennifer was talking about how challenging it is to talk to our religious leaders to get into into the church to talk about these issues because um, the focus is primarily on abstinence. And, mm-hmm. and I know when I was um, growing up in California, I was one of the youth leaders, and my whole agenda was save yourself till you get married, do not have sex, and, and that was my whole thing. Um, of course, six months into that, I got pregnant. the first time, but, (laughs) (laughs) but that, you know, and that goes to show how easily it is to, you know, thank God it was pregnancy and it wasn't something else. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's that easy, just as easy as it was for me to get pregnant to get an, to get an STD. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even though I was high, you know, highly involved in the church and doing all these things and, and trying to do the right thing, I mean, it wasn't that I was being hypocritical, it was just that, you know, age nineteen, eighteen. I just got mm-hmm. caught up in a situation that mm-hmm. wasn't the greatest. And so, when, you know, and so we're here in the South and the whole idea is, you know, you don't have sex. You wait. Mm-hmm. Um, would you talk
1: about that a little bit? Um, that, you know, once a year we go to conferences there are a lot of different conferences throughout the year but there's one major conference for the HIV community is um, United States Conference on AIDS where everybody converges this year we're going to Florida but I had the first one I think I, I went to in New Orleans I had a faith based person tell me you do better to start your conversation talking about teen pregnancy hmm. and then ease it into HIV your people will be even though that's a difficult topic as well but i I think that stems from the stigma because a lot of people still relate HIV to homosexuality. Right. And nobody in the church wants to talk about or even look like they're condoning homosexuality. So if you're going to have that conversation, you'd be better to start with the teenage pregnancy because then at least you're, you're acknowledging that people in the church are being intimate And they have a kind of a different perspective, although they don't condone it. They have a different perspective, a different kind of a softer heart Mm -hmm. for teen pregnancy and the babies and all that good stuff. And then turn the conversation into um, HIV awareness. Okay. But it's it's a it's a challenge. It is a challenge.
0: Well, and and if and if we take a, a political spin on it, you know, as you mentioned before, um, what was that legislation called that you mentioned earlier? Uh, somebody's name, Ryan. White. Ryan White. Yes. Why Ryan White? There, I, the name Ryan rings a bell. Ryan White is
1: um, a young man who was diagnosed. I want to say in the eighties in Kokomo, Indiana, I believe he was like twelve years old. Okay. He was a hemophiliac, so he had to get. Um, blood transfusions every so often. Well, this was before people were testing for blood transfusions. So, somebody clearly, somebody who was HIV positive provided um, donated blood. Mm-hmm. That blood was put into his body and he developed the virus. Now, because he was one of the... It was a small town in Indiana. This was early on. Nobody knew anything about it. So he was really shunned and ridiculed. And I believe he had to leave his school. He went through a mm. lot. I his, do remember the his name. His mom um, fought for him. I think I remember as a kid, like him being on Donahue or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. But um, he did pass away. I don't know exactly when. But because of his fight and because of his challenge... A lot of things have been named in his honor. So when I said the Ryan White clinics, mm-hmm. those uh, and those are the clinics that do, like, the low-income funding for people living with the virus. Those are in honor of him okay. and his challenges and the progress that he made in the field.
0: So earlier you said that those are often the first bills that um, people want to get rid of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, and, and as we know, I mean, we see a lot of what's going on with conversations about the bathroom laws and all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, anything that, that can possibly touch upon um, you know, the LGBT community, you know, a lot of people stigmatize, um, you know, AIDS and say, well, that's, you know, gay men do that. Mm-hmm. G- gay men get AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume that that's one of the main reasons why that bill is usually the first to get attacked. You know, why people want probably to go.
1: Um, the homosexuality and the, the low income aspect of it. Oh, um, yeah. And they yeah. just... You know, kind of, and then just the the judgment. You got in this situation, you need to get yourself out. Right, and um, just a lot of people in power do unfortunately have that perspective, but that's that's not going to help us. Well, what's interesting to me is 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 the judgmental nature
0: <laughs> of our society because um, it's funny that we are judgmental about some things and not so much about others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's popular to. To um, have one kind of consequence for your actions mm-hmm. um, but if we're talking about a whole other a set of actions that aren't acceptable you know it's not okay to have that consequence you right. know consequences are consequences right absolutely but it's it's funny how we pick and choose right <laughs> what we want to say is okay and what's not or you deserve this right or no they didn't deserve that you mm-hmm. know it's it's just really interesting how we do this um, but we're gonna go into the balance challenge and we'll talk a little bit more after that
3: Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela.
0: All right, so this week's balance challenge, I issued it in the first hour, and I want to reiterate that same challenge um, for this hour. Um, It's talking about HIV, STDs, um, you know, with regards to, uh, you know, your intimacy with somebody else is not always a comfortable topic. You know, we we struggle with that because we only want to talk about the feel-good parts of intimacy (laughs) you know we only want to talk about what was great and and this and that but it's really important to set aside a conversation specifically to talk about um your how you to protect each other and how you protect yourselves um so you know and there are people who are very much um they're not it's not just them two um and there are um polyamorous relationships i'm Mm -hmm. hearing more and more and more about um and in which you know from my understanding in the ideal polyamorous situation everybody's aware of what everybody's doing That's ideal. But I mean, in the ideal marriage (laughs) between a man and a woman or between whatever, you know, man and man, whatever, whatever your marriage arrangement is. But the ideal situation between two people is that they're open with each other. So when you've got 12 people who are all branching off from a a polyamorous situation, Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on. So anyway, let me get back to the challenge. The challenge is (laughs) for couples to talk to each other about their sexual life and talk about talk to each other about. STDs about what it is they're doing, um, but to be willing to have that open conversation about how they're protecting themselves—that um, is a very difficult conversation to have for some people. But once you're able to have it, once you're able to open up those doors, it opens up the door to to really being able to be transparent with one another about what's going on. Um, and so, I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect, but my challenge for you this week is to breach that conversation and. Um, it, you know, just to get it started. So we're going to go to break, but I, um, but that's your challenge for the week. And I would love to hear how it goes. Inbox me. We'll be right back on the live exchange.
7: Attention. Letting the rhythm move you and groove
6: you. Get in the groove now. Sensation Station Network.
0: Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. (laughs) Pamela. I'm here with Jennifer, and she is Jennifer Blaze, that is. And um, we're talking about HIV, and one of the the, the last things we were talking about before the balance challenge um, is the the Bible Belt and the stigma within the church. And really, I kind of was going on a little rant about our tendency to be very judgmental. (laughs) <laughs> about certain things um mm-hmm. so uh, a a major well-known politician can you know get caught with a mistress in some other country and you know all he has to do is apologize and you know we want to feel sorry for him and empathetic and so forth um but somebody you know who is not well known gets involved with somebody and they catch you know the, they're infected with hiv and all of a sudden yeah well you know they should have been more careful
1: Mhm. true
0: Double standards. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, we really need to, um, you know, I, I like to pay attention to those kinds of double standards. When people, um, you know, who are in the political arena go into their rants about, you know, what should and should not be um, allowed and, and morals and how their morals need to be imposed on everybody else, I really like to, to, to look at what the foundation of all of that is you know what where is that coming from and is the legislation that they're attempting to pass um, you know is that something that's more for them or is it more for the community is it going to benefit us as a community or is it going to hurt us as a community so sometimes it's really important to get out of our um, I don't know our own little moral bubbles Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think morality is great I have my own set of morals but I'm not going to try to impose that you know, upon other people. Um, My priority is I want you to be safe. So, you know, you, you have your lifestyles, you do what you do. I do what I do, but how are we protecting others? And in protecting, uh, how are we protecting ourselves? And in protecting ourselves, we're essentially protecting others.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: You know, I'm going to stop talking because I can go on. I can really, (laughs) I can start preaching. So, (laughs) um, but another question um, that came up was um, when both couples test positive. Oh, yes.
1: Okay. So (laughs) let's get into that. So, and
0: you can go ahead. I understand um,
1: it's going to be very, if someone is HIV positive, it is very challenging to find someone to be with, a partner, somebody who understands your situation, is sympathetic, and who will work with you. Some people who are HIV positive tend to only date someone else who is HIV positive, and that's their choice. Here's the issue, though. If the two people who are HIV positive have intercourse, and they have it, sometimes people think they can have intercourse unprotected, oh, we're both positive, it's not like we can infect one another, so, you know, Mm -hmm. what's the big deal? Here's the thing, though. There are multiple strands of HIV.
8: When your doctor
1: puts you on your medication, he is addressing the type of HIV or the strand of HIV that you have. Your partner does not necessarily have the same strand. So if you and your partner kind of pass the virus amongst one another, Hmm. your strand can um, kind of mutate and do what they call a... um, like a super infection, wow. which is, which can be resistant to the drugs that they have available. So oh, you might be doing well and and you know chilling and living life, and you hook up with somebody who's positive. You guys don't use condoms, don't use prep, don't use whatever, and then you may end up with your HIV getting worse to a point where medications. Are, are difficult to keep keep your numbers under control so wow. again that's a, still a situation even if you're HIV positive your partner's HIV positive you still want to use safer sex you have to be aware of that
0: that is fascinating because um you know I was one of the mindset that said well if two people are HIV positive they don't worry about nothing yeah, go for it. it you know they're good <laughs> um you know but gosh uh, that's I, I never even thought about the possibility of it actually making it worse mm-hmm. and it can make it worse wow that's, that's worse.
1: but that's part of also why when you're when you any, any illness, really, you really have to be, you have to have a doctor who's going to work with you, who's going to talk things through with you. Right. But particularly when you're HIV positive, you need to talk things things through and gain a good understanding because you, you need to gain the knowledge and apply it to different situations. Right. And you need to have that open line of communication with your, with your physician, a physician, um, an infectious diseases um, doctor. Those are the doctors that will work with you when you're HIV positive. Um, but th- you have to have a good relationship, good rapport, and 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 be prepared and empowered enough to ask the questions that need to be asked because you might know think you know the answer, mm-hmm. and then when it comes at you from a medical or a scientific perspective, you have absolutely you are so off base, <laughs> 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 you had no idea. But you got to find somebody who works with you. But I, I mean, I'm going to recommend that for for everybody, you've got to find a doctor who's willing to listen to what your needs are.
0: Well, well, and that's then that's huge. I mean, I I've got through several doctors just having just because I've moved to different states mm-hmm. and um, and and I think the most frustrating kind of doctor to have is that that just says okay come in okay open your mouth okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right okay peace out you're good <laughs> right. you know you, yeah, you no. really do want a doctor that's going to be willing to talk to you no matter right. what your condition is if my condition right. was pregnancy right for a few of these doctors and right. and, and you know and it when I actually change doctors the day before I went into labor, because I wanted to have a natural birth, and the doctor told me, "Yeah, you say that just like all the other women, and you're going to scream for that epidural just like everyone else." Wow, I fired that's kind him of
1: disrespectful, that
0: day. Yeah. <laughs> very, very disrespectful. So, <laughs> um, but we are going to go to break, and when we come back, um, I have a couple of more questions for Jennifer um, with regards to age ranges and who's being affected, and all of that. So, we'll be right back. Thank you.
3: Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
7: Hello, and welcome to today's lottery drawing. Good luck. And here's today's winning numbers. First one up, it's not yours. Second one, not yours. And another number that's not yours. Okay, this is one number that's yours. It's a five, but you don't get any money for that. And the final number is not yours. Yep, so chances are you're not going to hit the lottery anytime soon. Don't get us wrong, the lottery can be fun every now and then. Just please don't rely on it for your future savings. How about this? Brew your own coffee at home instead of buying that latte every day. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Ride your bike instead of buying all that gas. These changes alone can save you thousands a year. Thousands. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. Feed that piggy bank. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas on how to save. Feed the pig. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Mom, Dad, guess what? Now how you're always talking to me about not doing drugs like pot and ecstasy and cocaine? How they're dangerous and illegal? Well, you don't have to worry anymore. My friends and I have found a much better way to get high. And they'll be happy to know it's not even illegal. Nice, huh? Want to know what we're doing? All right, I'll tell you. We use cough medicine. Seriously, the stuff in the medicine cabinet? You didn't notice it was missing? (laughs) Oh, well, I guess lucky for me, then. Last year, more than 2 million teens risked blackouts, seizures, even comas, intentionally abusing ordinary cough medicine, the kind in virtually every home in America. Never heard of it? Bet your kids have. And it's got to be safe, because it's medicine, right? When you talk to your kids about drugs, make sure you start with the ones in the medicine cabinet. Need help getting the conversation started? Go to drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for a Drug-Free America. Okay,
1: so just type the job website address here. That's it. Then you enter what job you're looking for there.
4: Electrician. This is Peter. Recently, he got help going on the Internet for the first time to look for a new job.
1: Okay, then you just hit search and...
4: In the past, Peter's gotten work through people he knew, but he heard there were more jobs online. There we go. These are all for me? Uh Uh-huh. Really? He had no idea just how many. I can't believe it. This one looks good. Peter is thinking the Internet might be for him after all.
0: And this is just one website.
4: Wow. Why didn't I do this sooner? See what the Internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council.
5: You want to see who's in the network? Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Station Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not dumbed down.
0: Um. All right, welcome back to Live Exchange with Dr. Pamela. I have here with me today Jennifer Glaze, and we are talking about when Sex in the City ain't pretty. Um, I love that title. I love title. that title too. We <laughs> <laughs> might have to get a book going with that title. Uh, somebody steals that title, give me some credit. Just give me some credit. That's all. Like, I might not have time to write another book. I'm already working on four. So, wow. Whoa. But um, we have covered a lot of really good information, and so I have a question about age ranges. So we talked earlier about the fact, you know, because when, when we were young we were in the 80s, um, AIDS was like all the rage, not in a good way. But we, mm-hmm. were, we were afraid. We were terrified. It seemed like people were dying left and right from it. Magic Johnson got it. It was all the talk. Nowadays with our youth, it like hardly comes up. It's not. It's just kind of like, that's just one of those things that certain people get. Um, and so the young people, as you mentioned, it seems to be kind of a, a, a problem there. But I've also heard that it's a problem with older populations. And, um, you know, and I'm not sure what age range of seniors, but that HIV is really um, spreading among senior populations. Is it that is. true?
1: That is very true. Um, there's a couple of things playing into that. Um, number one, which is a positive thing, more people are living with the virus. So if you acquired the If you acquired the virus, I don't say in your 20s or 30s, you are lucky enough to still be around. So that's one thing. Number two, um, a lot of times people, unless they're trying to protect themselves against pregnancy, people don't really think about protection Mm. or using condoms. So Uh when you're in your 50s or so, you're not really worried about being pregnant, so that doesn't come into play. Then there's these um, little blue pills that were created. That are helping with, oh, um, yeah, Viagra yes, stuff. and that is playing a role because um, gentlemen who maybe weren't as active are now able to be more active. Oh. So then all of that plays into the surge of the older population being infected by HIV as well as other um STDs. So the surge of of the, is, is really a surge
0: in sexual activity among yes. the older population yes. without yes. having, so just to recap, without having to worry about pregnancy, you know, right. um, with having the blue pill, the with you know, so mm-hmm. so now more sexually active, not really, and then I would imagine that when they were in their younger years, you know, it, it probably wasn't a big thing, you right. know, the STDs probably wasn't widely talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're much more open about
1: talking about sex now.
0: Right. That I'm sure seniors at this age were back when they were right, younger. Right. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. The conversation has definitely changed, and I mean, I mean, maybe those that are grandma now were kind of were kind of left out of that conversation. But again, yeah. that's why things like this are important. We have to. We definitely have to restart that conversation. I um I do a clip when I go to churches of a young lady who um she had been divorced, had kids, got remarried, met somebody in the church. Um, it doesn't really talk about when they became sexually active, but it speaks as to when she was on her honeymoon, she started feeling bad. Mm. She um, went about her life, but she had this cold she couldn't shake. Um, and I can't remember on the clip what led her to it, but long story short, her uh, the man she was newly married to had infected her with HIV. Oh, gosh. And she was in at least good 50, 60-something. Wow. But it can happen just that fast. The man did know, he said, you know, something like, He thought she wouldn't love him. You know, she didn't, but he didn't give her the opportunity to make that choice. But, Mm -hmm. um, so. So he knew. He knew he was HIV positive. Um, Oh. He still got married anyway. I'm sure still had unprotected sex. And then, of course, it was transmitted to her. Wow. But I'm sure this, and they talk, uh, they met in the church. I'm sure stigma and all that played into it, discrimination. All those things played into his mindset. But, again, we've got to have those conversations Mm -hmm. with our partners, um, and with one another, to so that stigma doesn't stifle us, because stigma is, is stifling us and it's killing us. It's really. killing us.
0: I mean, she she could have been not. A, it, she could. They could have still gotten
1: married, and she could have been not infected. Mm-hmm. They would have been a serodiscordant couple. Yes. <laughs> there, there they go. go. He was positive. She was negative, and they could have lived their lives. I know a few serodiscordant couples who lived, and they've lived their lives like that for twenty years. Yeah. But they each person knows what's going on. They've made conscious decisions to keep the negative person negative mm-hmm. and to keep the positive person as healthy That's as healthy. possible.
0: Right? Is that is that the case for other um sexually transmitted diseases or is that just HIV where they do this treatment
1: for one couple that has is positive and is you know that that, that sense? I'm really not it does. I'm not really sure but um I'm trying to think of other uh, it, like you it mentioned really syphilis. And yeah, it depends. I mean, syphilis can be treated with an antibiotic. I'm going through some of So that's not like a permanent. Them. Right. I mean, okay. like hep C, right, right. before you're exposed, you can get a vaccine. I'm kind of trying to go go through the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> They all have different ways right. that they play out. So. They do. So, um, But it doesn't mean that just because somebody has a, a STD doesn't mean that that's the end of the relationship. But it does mean or it should mean that each person is, works um, things in a more it's smarter you have to work smarter right and everybody has to be aware of what's going on okay okay but you can still stay in that relationship and be together despite whatever std might be present okay it doesn't have it doesn't have to be the end of the relationship
0: right right well you know and again that's 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 up to the couple to really communicate with one another absolutely about what it is that you know we want to do so we actually are going into um, <laughs> um, so am I, am I good? Am I good? Okay. So we're going to go into um, portraits of integrity. Okay. So portraits of integrity and that's basically when we look at the lives of everyday people who are doing amazing things and um, you know one uh, one person that comes to mind who has never left my heart has never left my my, my memory and who is still here and thriving and doing amazing things is Hydea Broadbent. Um, Do we Mm -hmm. remember Hydea Broadbent? She is beautiful. She is now like a beautiful woman um, who was, uh, she was um, infected with HIV, through transmission of her mother, right. if that's correct. Mother to, child transmission. mother to child transmission, which we have not talked about today. Mm-hmm. And I, I highlight her as a portrait of integrity because she has lived her entire life with with the virus, but he has, she's also dedicated her life to educating people about the virus and showing people how to live your life um, with integrity and strength with the virus. Now, she has certainly had her low moments. Um, in an interview that she had recently. She talked about some of her down moments and, and some of the depression that she's experienced in recent years, and I appreciate that because she that's the real mm-hmm. side. I mean, things you know, she has a smiling face all the time. Every time you see her, but she and, she, and she's truly happy, but she also struggles from time to time, mm-hmm. um, you know, with with the fact that she has it. But she um, just a, a very inspirational, beautiful person that I really like to highlight. And we also have um, graduation season. And we've got all kinds of people graduating. We see all these wonderful, heartwarming stories. 97-year-old women getting degrees. Well, okay, maybe not 97. But, you know, and, and then we see single parents, single moms. Heck, not even if you're single. When you're married and you're getting a degree, that's, that's trying, too. Um, high school kids whose parents never thought they would make it. Um, I've heard comments of parents saying, you know, I, can, I can't get happy when I see graduation posts. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to graduate. I get happy. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> are, you know, coming from a mom who just didn't know My son is in college now, hallelujah. But we didn't always know. (laughs)
6: Questions.
0: Yes, he made it. So, no, I get happy when I see these graduation posts. So, congratulations to all of the graduates of 2016. My doctoral students, my master's students, the high school students I don't teach because I don't have the patience, middle schoolers, (laughs) (laughs) kindergartners. You just
2: just hooded some people, didn't you? Did I what? just hooded some people.
0: I did. I just just hooded some doctoral students um, for the first time. This means that I got to see them as their dissertation chair from the beginning to the end of their process. So we're going to go to break, but congratulations to 2016. We'll be back.
3: Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special, qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. Theacademiccreativecoaching.com
5: You want to see who's in the network? Don't be chill that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Follow us on Instagram at Sensation Network. We're the nation's urban station. Radio, not dumbed down. <laughs> All right.
0: Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. Thank you so much for staying so tuned in tune and engaged with today's show. We are not quite yet done. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like to add to the comment box, um, please do. If you're on Facebook, if you're not, if you're listening to us, give us a call. 678-678. 613-5857, we might be able to squeeze you in if you decide to call now, we may or may not be able to, but we can continue to talk about this all day on the Facebook thread, so so please feel free to do that. Um, And what we're talking about today is is HIV, and um, really looking at when sex in the city ain't pretty, when things, you know, don't always go the way we want it to um, because there are certain things that we have to do to protect ourselves. Um, We have Jennifer Glaze here and she has been our in-house resident Uh, expert (laughs) on this topic today. And I have one more question for you, Jennifer. Um, When, you know, we talk about HIV and you did talk about the distinction from HIV to AIDS. HIV is something that you can live with. Um, AIDS is really, it it means that your immune system has pretty much shut down. Mm -hmm. So how does somebody who has not gone to get HIV tested um, know or, you know, how is it, what is it like when they have AIDS and they, they don't know it? Are there things that people might want to look for as That's, a clue?
1: It's so hard to, to answer that because typically, like if someone dies from having AIDS, they don't really die from AIDS. Right. They die from um, AIDS related complexes or AIDS related. Um, now the word is escaping me. But AIDS will manifest itself in different bodies in different ways. Okay. Um, typically, a lot of forms of cancer can be AIDS related. Um, so you may see. You may just have they may have a, a, a cancer diagnosis but then also on the death certificate it may say AIDS related um, Oh wow, that so I did not know sometimes people sometimes people don't know that they have it until they are rushed to an emergency room
8: hmm.
1: in some type of crisis be it um, I don't know breathing or organ shutting down or it wow. could be anything and then the emergency room text, they run a gamut of, of tests and yeah one of them probably is going to be HIV and then if that's the one that pops up then that's what they're going to work with. Wow. So it, it really varies. Um I will say this. When someone, let me go back a little bit. If someone has AIDS, we talked about how that's when their um, immune system drops to a certain level. And we also mentioned, though, that that immune system can't rebound. If they get back on their meds and do whatever, it can rebound. So that's how you get people who may have been sick for, For a while can rebound and live a more healthy life but technically the way things are structured they still have that official aids diagnosis once you hit that stage then you are are seen to have that okay um when you're hiv positive it manifests itself in a lot of different ways there's three stages to the virus the first stage some people have and i don't want to start pandemonium but some people (laughs) have when they first acquire it they will have some Flu like symptoms. I um, did hear that before. The, the coughing, the fever, the achiness, the things like that. And that is also when you first acquire the virus, that is also when you're most likely to pass the virus.
0: So do you mean like within the first
1: 24 hours or no, like? No, I believe it's a matter of weeks or months, okay. don't quote me, but every, everybody it. goes to cdc.gov, they <laughs> can look that information up for themselves and they can know it, but it talks about the three stages, okay. the I believe it's the acute stage, the latent stage, which is where most people are. Um, typically, if you have the virus and don't know it, the bulk of your time is going to, and you're not treating it, the bulk of your time is going to be in what they call the latent stage. Okay. But as in that latent stage, the virus is growing going up mm. and the your C D four counter your immune system down. is coming down. Wow. And then that's gonna progress you into the third stage, which is actual um, having having AIDS.
0: Okay. That's not a positive note to end the show on. (laughs) It's not. Well, it's not. But, there's a but. You don't have to be there. You don't have to go there. Get tested every year um, and and know your status because when you know your status, um, you can do something about it. If you know your status and you find out that you're positive, God forbid, it is no longer a death sentence. Mm -hmm. You can live with it. You can have a partner with it. You can be married with it. And your partner can be totally okay. And you can have HIV-negative children with it and you and we didn't even talk about that it's so we have to do another show <laughs> because there's so much more to cover but thank you so much for joining us today on the live exchange um, please reach out to me if you have any questions. If you want to be on the show, on theliveexchangeradio.com. Want to thank Jennifer Blaze for joining us today. No problem. Thank
1: you for having me. No
0: problem, and for Emmanuel Blaze for bringing her in. He's sitting there behind the camera. Hey. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Continue this conversation throughout the day. And remember, we are the Live Exchange. We talk love, politics, and intellect. Peace out. Thank you.